Welcome to Storytime with Kurt. In each episode, I'd like you to sit back, relax, and just chill out while I read Tom Swift and His Motorboat by Victor Appleton. Previously on Chapter 1 of Tom Swift and His Motorboat, uh, basically Tom is kind of getting back after the end of the first book. The first book is well recapped in Chapter 1. And Tom is approaching an auction to try to buy a motorboat. And that's where we pick up. Chapter 2. Some Lively Bidding Attention, people! cried the auctioneer. Give me your attention for a few minutes, and we will proceed with the business in hand. As you all know, I'm about to dispose of a fine motorboat, the property of Mr. Bentley Hastings. The reason for disposing of it at auction is known to most of you, but for the benefit of those who do not, I will briefly state them. The boat was stolen by a gang of thieves and recovered recently through the efforts of a young man, Thomas Swift, son of Barton Swift, our fellow townsman of Shopton. At that moment, the auctioneer, Jacob Wood, caught sight of Tom in the press, and looking directly at the lad, continued... I understand that young Mr. Swift is here today, and I hope he intends to bid on this boat. If he does, the bidding will be lively, for Tom Swift is a lively young man. I wish I could say that some of the men who stole the boat here were here today. The auctioneer paused, and there were some murmurs from those in the throng as to why such a wish would be uttered. Tom felt someone moving near him, and looking around, he saw the same man with whom he had come in contact before. The person seemed desirous of getting out on the edge of the crowd, and Tom felt a return of his vague suspicions. He looked closely at the fellow, but couldn't trace any resemblance to any of the men who had daringly stolen his father's model. "'The reason I wish they were here today,' went on Mr. Wood, "'is that some men did some slight damage to the boat, and if they were here today, we would make them pay for it.' However, the damage is slight and can be easily repaired. I mention that as Mr. Hastings desired me to. Now we will proceed with the bidding, and I will say that an opportunity will first be given all to examine the boat. Perhaps Tom Swift will give us his opinion on the state of it, as we know he is well qualified to talk about machinery. All eyes were turned on Tom, for many knew him. Huh, I guess I know about as much about boats as, and motors as he does, sneered Andy Foger. He isn't the only one in this crowd. Why didn't the auctioneer ask me? Keep quiet, begged Sam Snedeker. People are laughing at you, Andy. I don't care if they are, muttered the sandy-haired youth. Tom Swift needn't think he's everything. If you will come down to the dock, went on the auctioneer, you can all see the boat, and I would be glad to have young Mr. Swift give us the benefit of his advice. The throng trooped down to the lake, and blushing somewhat, Tom told what the matter was with the motor and how it could be fixed. It was noticed that there was less enthusiasm over the matter than there originally had been, for certainly the engine, rusty and out of order as it was, did not present an attractive sight. Tom noted that the man who had act acted so strangely did not come down to the dock. Guess he can't be much interested in the motor, decided Tom. 
Now then, if it's all the same to you folks, I'll proceed with the auction here, went on Mr. Wood. You can all see the boat from here. It is, as you see, a regular family launch and will carry 12 persons comfortably. With a canopy fitted to it, to a person could cruise all about the lake and stay out overnight, for you could sleep on the seat cushions. It's 21 feet in length and has a 5.5 foot beam, the design being what is known as a compromised stern. The motor is a double-cylinder two-cycle one of 10 horsepower. It has a float-feed carburetor, mechanical oiler, and the ignition system is the Jump Spark, the best for this style of motor. The boat will make 10 miles an hour with 12 in, and of course, more than that with a lighter load. A good deal would depend on the way the motor is managed. Now, as you know, Mr. Hastings wishes to dispose of the boat, partly because he does not wish to repair it, and partly because he has a newer and larger one. The craft, which is named Carlopa, by the way, cost originally $900. It could not be purchased new today in many places for 1000 Now, what am I offered in his present condition? Will anyone make an offer? Will you give me $500? The auctioneer paused and looked critically at the throng. Several persons smiled. Tom looked worried. He had no idea that the price would start so high. Well, perhaps that's a bit stiff, went on Mr. Wood. Shall we say $400? Come now, I'm sure it's worth $400. Who'll start it at 400 No one would. And the auctioneer descended to 300 then to 2 and finally, as if impatient, he called out, well, will anyone start at $50? Instantly, there were several cries of, I will. I thought you would, went on the auctioneer. Now we will get down to work. I'm offering $50 for this 21-foot, 10-horsepower family launch. Will anyone make it 60 60 called out Andy Foger in a shrill voice. Several turned to look at him. I didn't know he was going to bid, thought Tom. He may go above me. He's got plenty of money, and while I have two, I'm not going to pay too much for a damaged boat. Sixty! I'm bid sixty! Sixty! cried Mr. Wood in a sing-song tone. Who'll make it seventy? Sixty-five! spoke a quiet voice at Tom's elbow, and he turned to see the mysterious man who had joined the crowd at the, lake, at the edge of the lake. Sixty-five! From the gentleman in the white straw hat! called Mr. Wood, with a smile at his wit. For there were many men wearing white straw hats, the day being a warm one in June. Here, who's bidding above me? exclaimed Andy as if it were against the law. I guess you'll find a number going ahead of you, my young friend, remarked the auctioneer. Will you have the goodness not to interrupt me except when you want to bid? Well, I offered sixty, said the squint-eyed bully, while his crony, Sam Snedeker, was vainly pulling at his sleeve. I know you did, and this gentleman went above you. If you want to bid more, than more, you can do so. I'm offering 65. 65 I'm offered for this boat. Will anyone make it 75? Mr. Wood looked at Tom, and our hero, thinking it was time for him to make a bid, offered 70. 70 from Tom Swift, cried the auctioneer. There's a lad who knows a motorboat from stem to stern. If those are the right words, I don't know much about boats, except when I'm told. But Tom Swift does... Now, if he bids, you people ought to know that it's all right. I'm bid 70. 70 I'm bid. Will anyone make it 80? 80, 80, 
exclaimed Andy Foger after a whispered conference with Sam. I know as much about boats as Tom Swift. I'll make it 80. No side remarks. I'll do most of the talking. You just bid, young man, remarked Mr. Wood. I have 80 bid for this boat. $80. Why, my friends, I can't understand this. I ought to have it up to $300 at least. But I thank you all the same. We are coming on. I'm bid 80. 90, exclaimed the, white, the quiet man at Tom's elbow. He was continually fingering his upper lip as though he had a mustache there, but his face was clean-shaven. He looked around nervously as he spoke. 90, called out the auctioneer. 95, returned Tom. Andy Foger scowled at him, but the young inventor only smiled. It was evident that the bully did not relish being bit against. He and his crony whispered together again. One hundred, called Andy, as if no one would dare go above that. I'm offered an even hundred, resumed Mr. Wood. We are certainly coming on. A hundred I'm bid, a hundred, a hundred, a hundred, and five, said the strange man hastily, and he seemed to choke as he uttered the words. Oh, come now, we ought to have at least ten dollar bids from now on, suggested Mr. Wood. Won't you make it a hundred and ten? The auctioneer looked directly at the man, who seemed to shrink back into the crowd. He shook his head, cast a sort of despairing look at the boat, and hurried away. "'That's queer,' murmured Tom. "'I guess that was his limit. Yet, if he wanted the boat badly, that wasn't a high price.' "'Who's going ahead of me?' demanded Andy in a loud tone. "'Keep quiet,' urged Sam. "'We may get it yet.' Yes, don't make so many remarks, counseled the auctioneer. I bet 105. Will anyone make it 125? Tom wondered why the man had not remained to see if his bid was accepted. For no one raised it at once. But he hurried off and did not look back. Tom took a sudden resolve. 125, he called out. Now that's what I like to hear, exclaimed Mr. Wood. Now we're doing business. 125 from Tom Swift. Will anyone offer me 50? Andy and Sam seemed to, having quite, seemed to be having quite some dispute. Let's make them quit right now, suggested Andy in a hoarse whisper. You can't, declared Sam. Yes, I can. I'll go up to my limit right now. And someone will go above you, baby Tom will. I don't believe he can afford to. Andy came back with... I'm going to call his bluffs. I believe he's only bidding to make others think he wants it. I don't believe he'll buy it. Tom heard what was said, but did not reply. The auctioneer was calling monotonously. I'm bid 125. 25. Will anyone make it 50? 150, sang out Andy, and all eyes were directed toward him. 60, said Tom quietly. Here you began the red haired lad. You... That'll do, exclaimed the auctioneer sternly. I'm offered 160. Now who'll give me an advance? Who'll want to get the boat up to 200 and then the real bidding will begin? Tom's heart sank. He hoped it would be some time before a $200 offer would be heard. As for Andy Foger, he was almost speechless with rage. He shook off the restraining arm of Sam and worming his way to the front of the throng exclaimed, I'll give... Ah, oh, wrong voice. 
I'll give $175 for that boat. Good, cried the auctioneer. That's the way to talk. I'm offered 175 80 said Tom quietly, though his heart was beating fast. Well, of all that, began Andy, but Sam Snedeker dragged him back. You haven't got any more money, said the bully's crony. You better stop now. I will not. I'm going home for more. I must have that boat. It'll be sold when you get back. Haven't you got any money you can lend me? inquired the squint-eyed one, scowling in Tom's direction. No, not a bit. There, someone raised Tom's bid. At that moment, a man in the crowd offered $181. Small amounts, thankfully received, said Mr. Wood with a laugh. Then the bidding became a lively the, then the bidding became lively, number making one dollar advances. The price got up to $195, and there it hung for several minutes, despite the eloquence of Mr. Wood, who tried by all his persuasive powers to get a substantial advance. But everyone seemed afraid to bid. As for the young inventor, he was in a quandary. He could only offer $5 more, and if he bid it in a lump, someone might go to 205 and he would not get the boat. He wished he had secured permission from his father to go higher, yet he knew that as a fair proposition, $200 was about all the motorboat in his present condition was worth, at least to him. Then he made a sudden resolve. He thought he might as well have the suspense over. $200, he called boldly. I'm offered 200 repeated Mr. Wood. That is something I like. Now who will raise that? There was a moment of silence. Then the auctioneer swung into an enthusiastic description of the boat. He begged for an advance, but none was made. Though Tom's heart seemed in his throat, so afraid was he that he would not get the Carlopa. Two hundred! Two hundred! droned on Mr. Wood. I'm offered two hundred! Will any of you go any higher? He paused a moment, and Tom's heart beat harder than ever. If not, resumed the speaker, I will declare the bidding closed. Are you all done? Once? Twice? Three times, $200, going, going, gone. He clapped his hands. The boat, the boat is sold to Thomas Swift for $200. If he'll step up, I'll take his money. There was a laugh as Tom blushingly advanced. He passed Andy Foger, who had worked his way over near him. You got the boat, sneered the bully, and I suppose you think you got ahead of me. Keep quiet, begged Sam. I won't. He outbid me just out of spite, and I'll get even with him. You see if I don't. Tom looked at Andy Foger straight in the eyes, but did not answer. And the red-haired youth turned aside, followed by his crony, and started towards his automobile. I congratulate you on your bargain, said Mr. Wood, as Tom proceeded to make out a check. He gave little thought to the threat Andy Foger had made, but the time was coming when he was well to remember it. End of chapter 2 Thank you for joining us on Storytime with Kurt. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, simply go to anchor.fm slash storytimewithkurt or find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please don't forget to leave us a review and rate us if you like. 
Be sure to follow me on Twitter at VO by Kurt. If you have any suggestions for future podcasts, feel free to send an email to Kurt at storytimewithkurt.com. See you next time. Thank you.